everybody, this is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? Robbie, I I hate to say that an episode is anti-Semitic, but this episode hmm, it's not it's problematic I, in today's climate. I don't think so. I, I we have well, we have a we have a uh, we have our I believe I called him our Hebraic correspondent last <laughs> last week's episode. So he'll give us the low down dirty dirt on Krusty the Clown. Uh, Andrew, frequent guest of the show. Andrew of the AndrewBlog.net. Andrew, how are you? I am doing well, Robbie, and thank you guys for having me back, despite my playing Chaim Potok in a Star Trek fan film. <laughs> oh, Lord. I, are, is that not in Star Trek Discovery Season 3? Well, it is, but it's actually you're playing the real writer who's been brought back to life by a rock monster to determine whether humanity is good or evil. <laughs> that sounds about as terrible as Discovery is, so that's, that sounds right. Uh, let's see. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash the show for only $2 a month. Get access to all of our bonus content, a bunch of old podcasts, new podcasts, all kinds of stuff on there. Or just if you want to help out the show, we'd really appreciate you. This week's episode, it is Today I Am a Clown, episode F-A-B-F-O-1. Newest, this is the first episode of the newest, of the of the of a, of a production run. I, I don't know which production run we're on anymore, 15, 16, somewhere. Uh, originally aired December 7th, 2003, written by Joel H. Cohen, directed by Nancy Cruz, received a 6.1 rating, which is about 10.5. Million viewers, number one, sh- number one show on Fox that night. I don't know about that week. I still can't get weekly data. The chalkboard gag over forty in single is not funny. I mean, mm-hmm. I is, is that like is that referencing Krabappel? She's not single. At oh, techn- moment anyway. Yeah, she's with the uh, Skinner in the current canon, right? I don't know. Last night, that's correct, but that changes a lot. It does. The couch gag, uh, everyone slides uh, down Batman poles, as Matt has called them. I don't think they're Batman poles, Matt. I think they're just... Well, they're like firehouse poles. I, is there a name for them? <laughs> Batman pole, I believe. You just... The name is here. I found it. It says Batman pole on this... Well, it turns the... them into Batman, so it's obviously <laughs> an allusion to Batman 66, but... <laughs> I know, man. I'm just giving you a hard time. Uh... Yeah, they all. I like this honestly a lot because it's fun. It's you get all the all the the core family is dressed up as Batman's and Robins is mostly Batman's is mostly Bat Batman's is is this episode guest stars. I believe the term is Batman. <laughs> Batman. I, no, I prefer. I believe in. I read comic books a lot, Andrew. Thank you very much. Oh well, actually, and it's Batman's is. I think it's either Batman or Man's Bat, like Attorney's General. <laughs> Fair enough. So, I so, believe Man Bat is a different character, so we have to be very careful in our pronunciation. What about Ma- What about Boy Bat? He was banned by the Comics Code. <laughs> he was in <laughs> Go- Gotham, Gotham Academy. Okay, so guest stars Jackie Mason as Rabbi Hyman Karstovsky and Mr. T as himself. I pity the fool who doesn't doesn't like he doesn't like Mr. T. All right. Oh, this, is, this is worse than your song about Mr. T. Hey, I pity the fool who doesn't like he. It has come to pass, Robbie. The prediction from that episode. That's, oh, man. I don't... I, I'm gonna... The Simpsons have 
predicted a lot of things because they've made 700 episodes. So they, it's nothing. They don't. It's not like they're Nostradamus. Like, actually, actually, it's very similar to Nostradamus, where if you write enough words, some of them will come true. Especially if you write enough weird words, because life is much stranger than fiction. So just write a whole bunch of really weird things, and eventually they're going to come true. Uh, okay, this episode, uh, tale of it's a tale of two episodes, frankly. Uh, where some it was the best of episodes. <laughs> it was the blurst of episodes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I wouldn't call either of these the best of episodes. <laughs> well, no, not the best, but there's the, the better. The one has legs, but I... It's better. Okay. So we begin with very... With, uh, by mandate, we have the first act, which mm, doesn't really have anything to do with the rest of this episode until we get to the end. Um, which I guess I give it credit for that, because it touches on the plot of the rest of this episode at the end of it, which normally it's just like... Five seconds at the end of the first act, ba, 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 then we move on. So we have the family uh, wanting to go to the bathroom in the morning. Maggie's trapped inside. Uh, this is a bit, I don't know, it's fine. I don't know why, again, there's a lot of it's stuff. Just, that's the thing, though. It's literally just a bit. It is completely forgotten the second they get Maggie out of there. <laughs> yeah, Maggie's... Take up time. They get Maggie out. It's. I don't know if it's worth... Spending the amount of... There's a lot of questions. That's mostly my question for a lot of things in this episode is, is this worth this? Is it worth it <laughs> to include this part in this episode? Um, well, and, and that's the thing that kills me is normally it's the inciting incident to the inciting incident to the inciting incident. This isn't even that. It's just a random thing that happens at the beginning of the episode before the plot shows up at the front door. Yes. That's what I've been saying. It's just a bunch of stuff that happened. <laughs> That's unfortunately true about a lot of recent <laughs> Simpsons we've recently been talking about, Matt. So Maggie is trapped in the bathroom. Then she's not. They get her out. It's a joke. And so that's a joke the Simpsons wrote about. Um, then we, then we, as Andrew just said, we have the, the plot. It shows up at the front door and da -da -da -da, it's Dr. Hibbert who has some puppies. Dr. Hibbert? Is someone seriously ill? Oh, I wish. <laughs> No, I'm here because of Bob Puccione over there. Mm -hmm. Two months ago, Santa's little helper paid a booty call to my purebred poodle, Rosa Barks. <laughs> and he had his eyes on her prize. I'm going to drop that analogy now. Aww. Oh, well, I'm glad you think they're cute because they're your problem now. You just lost the box, pal. Wait, Santa's little helper had puppies before, and then we got him neutered. We did. Homer took him, didn't you? Yeah, well, uh, funny thing about that. Uh, on our way to the clinic, I decided to give him a night his wang would never forget. I, n I did not include... Uh, you did not include dog prostitutes and Homer paying $350, $350 an hour to play air hockey? I did not include that Thank in you, the clip. Bobby. Thank you. <laughs> I... How could you excise that vital part of the episode? You're cutting to the bone, Robbie. This is this is again like okay. Once I this is here personal anecdote. I have friends and who know I obviously co-host a Simpsons podcast, and they also know that we are well past the golden years of the show. And the, you know I'll talk to them once in a while. 
and I'll say, you know, I'll talk about what's going, how's it going, and then we'll eventually wrap around, maybe talk about podcasts, maybe talk about, hey, Simpsons. And they're like, well, what? where are you out now? Where Where are you? What episode are you up to? And I, every single time, I have literally something from the most recent episode that makes them question reality. Like, <laughs> like, like I told them, oh yeah, we just, uh, we just watched one where Homer becomes friends with a bear. And now I'm in this episode to be like, oh yeah, we just watched one where Homer hires a dog prostitute for Santa's little helper. And people question whether you're joking or not. <laughs> They're like, are you Rest assured we are not. Are you serious? I'm like, yep, definitely serious in this episode. Ostensibly about Krusty getting uh, his bar mitzvah, we have Homer hiring a dog prostitute. Did anyone ask for this? I don't... I, Did anyone explicitly sure somebody... say, no, please don't? I was going to say, I'm sure somebody did, but I don't want to know them. <laughs> Very good point. Yes, if, if anyone wants this, we don't need to know I, So, yeah, there's we have an extended sequence of Homer, like, shopping for dog prostitutes, and then he goes to play uh, air hockey with a prostitute for $350 an hour. Uh, well, I mean... I love air hockey. Don't get me wrong. Three fifty—that's steep price. I know. I get bad at freaking Dave and Buster's when I have to pay three bucks a game. I'm not paying three hundred fifty dollars for an hour. That's a lot of games you got to work in there. So we all this is all flashback to establish that Sam's <laughs> helper is not neutered, even though it wasn't established that he was neutered anyway. So the sh- <laughs> I don't the show. The show went out of its way to disavow canon that wasn't established. Uh, so, I okay. There's a bunch of puppies. Uh, they're like they're like uh, uh, greyhound oodles, Groodles? 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 Groodles. They're Groodles. Um, they're cute because they're puppies. Of course, they're cute. But Hibber just leaves them with the Simpsons, which I, I, seems not cool, Doctor Hibber. Not cool. I, I mean, Hibber, aren't you like a rich guy? Can't you like? more adequately afford taking you know taking care of the puppies no and then but, but robbie he doesn't want to fair enough it sounds like most rich people uh it they, really does so then homer and marge just give the box of puppies to bart and lisa to take care of like hey get rid of them like what this is homer's fault technically does homer not have any responsibility yeah. here no just we're gonna have bart and lisa give away dogs to people i mean are is there I guess there probably isn't a non-kill shelter in Springfield. I mean, there might be, but uh, I am. I'm not. I'm not holding out any hope on that one. Even Matt. even with puppies like that, though, I feel like they would be able to get it. They would be able to, even if they did anything to the kill shelter. Those puppies would get adopted so fast. They, yeah, they're cute, um, and they're young. So we get a little tour of the, them giving away dogs. We get Willie. Uh, one who takes a dog, who takes, we get Snake, who technically steals a dog from them, even though they want him to have it. And finally, we get to the, the plot, I guess, technically, sort of, of this episode where Krusty, they finally give him a dog. He takes it. And then he goes to his old neighborhood uh, while he's walking the dog. And now we get a plot. Albert Einstein, Lord Michaels, Sherry Lewis, Lamb Chop. Why ain't I here? I'm a bigger name than Chaim Potok. What is he, some kind of Klingon? I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. 
Well, of course you deserve a star, Krusty. Let me just ask you a few questions. Full name? Herschel Pincus Yerucham Krustovsky. Good, good. Circumcision? And then some. <laughs> Date of bar mitzvah? Well, I, uh... You see, the truth is, uh... I never had one. No bar mitzvah? In the eyes of God and the Springfield Jewish Walk of Fame Committee, you are not a Jewish man. Now, see here. Do you know how much I donate to the B'nai Breath? Actually, I do. Goodbye. Kresge, what's wrong? I just found out I'm not Jewish. Oh, I was turned down by all those country clubs for nothing. Well, you're still my hero. So what? Everything's changed. I thought I was a self-hating Jew. But it turns out I'm just a plain old anti-Semite. They have so much to discuss. So well, that's just downright disturbing. <laughs> so it's worth noting here that not for nothing, plot aside, most Jewish organizations care about whether you're Jewish based on whether you your mother was Jewish, because it is a, a matrilineal line in terms of uh, how we consider religion to pass through. For instance, I think the head rabbi once said in a one of the uh, Israeli Supreme Court cases that uh, a, a man could eat a ham and cheese sandwich on the holiest day of the year, and if his mother was Jewish, he would still be a Jew in the eyes of this court. So bar mitzvah is, is plot relevant, but not really how it's done. I was going to ask, Andrew. I was just going to go. I, that doesn't, it, didn't, it didn't seem correct. But I wasn't gonna, you know, whatever. Simpsons need things to happen in their cartoon show. Uh, so, Chris, I would say it is sort of like the um, the Anabaptists. Like there is an idea in Judaism that you have to make a conscious choice to accept the rights and responsibilities of Judaism, and that's supposed to be what the Bar and Bat Mitzvah is about. But I guess you know it wouldn't be crazy for somebody to expect that. But at the same time, it's less typical. I mean, also. Technically, this is the the Jewish Walk of Fame committee or office. So, who's for who's for us to say if what kind of guidelines they follow? You know, maybe they they uh, they put more weight on the bar mitzvah than most. I don't know. Um, it is a stressful year. Lisa's there. That's very nice and convenient that she's right there. Both her and Bart are right there to, to confront, to talk to, they're just walking around in this Jewish neighborhood, I guess, uh, to talk to Wait, Krusty. do you guys not take random strolls through the Jewish neighborhoods of your cities? Not the Jewish neighborhoods, no. They, they see a, a, a specimen such as myself coming in and they run and hide, which, you know, is completely understandable. <laughs> not, I mean, no, I would not do that. But They, you know. they think you're a golem, <laughs> Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, probably because you're you're big. Because Matt's very tall. If no one knows, Matt's a tall man. Um, so uh, hey, I'm not gonna. It takes them too long to get there, and whatever. But there's something. There, at least it ends. The first act ends with a plot. It we're here. We go to commercial. Seven minutes and twenty seven seconds in, and when we come back. Uh, Krusty is lamenting the fact that, oh, he's not really Jewish. Uh, in fact, all of his life's problems uh, come from this. That's it. That's it. Every problem he has in his life is because he's not actually Jewish. Now, for some reason, uh, Bart and Lisa are here to 
console him. Uh, and they asked, well, why did why did he never get a bar mitzvah? So they decide, hey, let's ask Krusty's dad. And it turns out he has a very, very good reason. Krusty, your dad's a rabbi. How could you not have had a bar mitzvah? Who knows? I've lived so hard, there's big gaps in my memory. I remember learning to ride a bike, then pretty much nothing till right now. Why don't we ask your dad? Yeah, right. My father will put this in a spiritual, philosophical context. I'll tell you why you didn't have a bar mitzvah. It's because you're a putz. Everything is a joke to you. I was afraid you'd make a mockery out of the whole ceremony. Like you're making a mockery out of me right now. Maybe I am, but you can't argue with the laughs. Ah, so what? It's not my job to make kids laugh. Yes, it is. You're a clown. Oh, without a bar mitzvah, I'm nothing. <laughs> so, yes, as we can see, Krusty uh, is, well, being crusty, and that's why he never got bar mitzvah, uh, which I believe is a slight modification on what we learned before in uh, Like Father, Like Clown, but not too much of one, so, you know, we can give it a pass. I want to say that I, I, I like... Anytime Krusty is on screen, I like the episode. Well, yes, because it's it's a character growth moment for Krusty. Krusty finds out he's not technically Jewish because he was never bar mitzvahed. Therefore, he has to go on a path to, uh, you know, become this this person that he wants to be. That works for the most part. There's a lot of my only problem with this particular plot is that there's a lot of stupid jokes that are kind of pushed onto this. Uh, we'll get to one in a minute. I'm pretty sure I recorded it, but yeah. I mean, I like that's my only I, problem with this. One. I, I don't. I mean, that's. I don't mind the fact that some of the jokes are stupid because I, I think some of the most of the jokes land for me. I like, I like that whole bit where Krusty is like, he's, he's like, I'm, we get deadpan Bart and Lisa. We get. I, it's not my job to make children laugh, and they're like, yeah, it is, and like that's it's good old dependable kind of crusty humor, and some of it doesn't land. That's fine. I don't. I don't really mind that. I mostly mind the the ending <laughs> or the novel. Well, yeah, the, it, that was my biggest problem with the opening of, of the whole bathroom scene is they really needed some more time at the end. And instead they wasted it on the bathroom gag. But we'll get to that. So Krusty uh, decides to announce on the show, hey, he's Jewish. He's going to embrace his identity, uh, which honestly is kind of a dangerous thing to do even today, sadly. So good on him. Uh, he announces it on the show, and then we had a Jewish Itchy and Scratchy, which is, I didn't find it terribly offensive. Andrew, perhaps you can shed some light on uh, how terrible this Itchy and Scratchy is or isn't. I mean, I, I don't find it offensive in any way. It's silly, and it fits in the general parlance of Itchy and Scratchy of turning regular situations into over-the-top bloodbaths. And so, you know, in that spirit, I don't find it... Uh, I, I thought it was perfectly fine. I enjoy the Mouseltov gag, and I enjoy just sort of the general irreverence of it. And I particularly like that Krusty punctuates it by going, and that's what I believe now, because it nicely touches on the way he is both newly enthusiastic, but also very ignorant about his own faith. And I think this episode generates a lot of good humor from that contrast. Awesome. That's good to know. I I'm glad that it's not, you know, horribly offensive. Just wanted to make sure. So, uh, at this point, we see that uh, Krusty is trying to, you know, push the his Jewish into the show, and that's great. Uh, unfortunately, it's a little tough on Krusty because he is obviously getting up there in years and, and can't really perform the way he used to. This schedule has me working on Saturdays. That's the Sabbath. Well, we could tape two shows on Friday. Are you nuts? I can barely get through one show on Friday, even with the, uh, you know, smelling flowers. 
Such expensive flowers, filled with remorse. Anyway, we gotta book a guest host. How about John Stewart? He's a son, a lover, and a pundit rolled into one sexy package. He'd be perfect, so forget it. I need a guest host so bad, he can never replace me. I need someone who's not intelligent, not good-looking, and so utterly repellent he... I'm your man. Man, are you unpleasant? You're in. So this is where the episode starts to go very, very downhill. Uh, because Rusty needs a replacement for one day a week uh, because he can't, you know, work on the Sabbath. And so it's Homer because it's the Simpsons. It it has to be at least one of the family members. Who's the worst one? Why? It's Homer. So we go immediately from this. Man, man, right. uh, before you get it, okay, we get a scene, right? Okay, where they're looking for their replacement. Mm-hmm. They don't mention that he literally was a clown. There's an entire episode about Homer being a replacement clown. Of course. Why can't... They can't mention it upon penalty of being whacked by the mafia. That's the only thing that makes sense. No, it makes zero sense. I don't know why you wouldn't at least just mention, hey, instead of having all this other crap. And then it's not even... He's not crusty. I don't... I don't get what... It's a different show altogether. What well, if it's replacing Krusty? Wouldn't he just be the guest host of the Krusty the Clown show? You would think, but instead, Homer completely changes how the show works. Okay, I'm just putting it out there. I'm pretty sure on every television show they give guest hosts the ability to completely change the format from what it normally is. Why would otherwise? You know that that would be restricting the creativity uh, of the guest it's- host. Exactly, and, and television studios are not at all about money. They are about fostering creativity at every turn. Whew. I don't think a, a bigger lie has ever been told on this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have just all this Tonight Show guests, hosts. They definitely just turn the show into something entirely different. I, I, I don't know. I it, it that that is the most incra- crazy thing to me is that this this Homer B plot. Homer or television host B plot is not funny, makes no sense, and wastes a bunch of time, which this episode desperately needs for the A plot. I don't know why it's here. There's like not a reason I can fathom it. Because otherwise, this whole episode would be about somebody who's not a Simpson, probably. Duh. <laughs> well, I'll say this: you you kind of need it. Not that you couldn't have something else, but you kind of need it. To set up that Krusty wants to put on a grand different show to get his career back. It serves a minor plot purpose that you could definitely have figured out a better way to do. But there's at least some tenuous connection there. I mean, you say the ratings are going down, so you need some big thing. I don't. It's not the. So he says, "Oh, I'll do my. I'll do. I'll. I volunteer to do my bar mitzvah on screen to get ratings up." Yeah, but then you have to write five more pages of Jewish jokes instead of doing politically incorrect with Bill Maher jokes, and that sounds hard, Robbie. Politically, these people with, have families, okay? Politically incorrect with Bill Maher is already a joke. You can't really parry it. I don't know why. I don't. I don't. That's true. Well, it's Bill. Bill Maher turns out to be not a very great person. So, I. What's his new show? What's the new show? What's the HBO show? It's not new. It's been around for two decades now. What's the HBO show called? It's not politically incorrect. It's something something. Real time, real time with Bill Maher. That's what the, the HBO show is. Okay, fair I, enough. I don't, I don't, I'm just trying to remember Bill Maher stuff. I don't, Bill Maher. Okay, 
He's Keep saying the name. Keep saying the name so Nomar. we can get that uh, SEO. <laughs> no, that doesn't work like that, Matt. <laughs> that podcast, it doesn't, they don't, there's no transcripts. Hey, hey, hey if, if my phone can always be listening to me to that, serve me you're, relevant you're, ads, you're, then you're, they can be listening to podcasts. Too. Your, your phone's not well, listening Matt, to Matt, you'll get all of the Bill Maher content you've been so desperately craving. Wow. I don't think I've ever craved any less, but okay. <laughs> anyway, so Homer's a terrible host. He starts out being completely silent, and then Lisa after goads him into saying just something, anything to be talking. And so Homer starts complaining about things that are stupid and really only apply to him and his friends. Uh, and and most of them are still really, really dumb. But for some reason, all of Springfield goes crazy about it. Uh, Robbie put in our notes, this is, this is a Bill Maher reference. Okay, I've never watched Bill Maher voluntarily. Uh, I've just seen clips of him being stupid, so we're going to go with that. The rest of Springfield loves this show. One woman even gives up looking at her sonogram to watch the show because she identifies with it so strongly. I mean, meanwhile, there is there is a there is a joke here, Matt. I guess this is me. This is me. Me. The joke. One, they talk about how reality shows are the hot thing. This is not a reality show. This is a talk show. Talk shows have existed since television has existed. So I don't that's know. true, but talk shows like reality TV are cheap, so I guess that's what they're trying to go with. The joke here is Homer appeals to the lowest common denominator, and that's what people like. That's the joke, and they do it. That's the only joke, really, for this whole segment. And I – you guys can do better. I don't know. You can do better, please. Well, yeah. I at least appreciate that, that there's a whiff of satire here, that they're trying to poke fun at the indulgences of television. It just it is raised and dashed so quickly. This entire subplot takes up maybe three or four minutes of the episode, and it's not as though it's sprinkled throughout. It shows up halfway through the second act and is pretty much done by the beginning of the third act. So I don't know why it's here if they're not going to do anything with it. Uh, well, that's that was it for this episode. Uh, talk to you. We'll talk to you guys again <laughs> yeah, next week. If only, if only. <laughs> this is where the episode stopped. Uh, it didn't get bad. So, anyway. Uh, meanwhile, Krusty is learning to be Jewish. Uh, he has to learn a whole lot of rules. Uh, some serious, some not. I'm pretty sure Jewish people are not required to eat Chinese on, on uh, Christmas. But you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there it's written in some one of the later books of the Torah. I I don't know. Andrew may be able to fill us in. There, there's a very rare passage of the Talmud which strongly suggests it. Oh, okay, well that's that's good to know. I don't know if it was one of those later day decisions by the rabbis that they have. It's it's not directly written down, but it's like common law from uh, you know previous decisions. It's it's in the commentaries to the commentaries. That's where I figured it would be. So uh, and but the rest of them are obviously real rules. Uh, no pork, which Krusty has to avoid eating a, a sandwich that is an entire pig. Uh, which whew, thank goodness he got out of that in time. Uh, back on the show, uh, Lenny wants more money, uh, so Homer immediately replaces him with Barney. Barney asks to get some lights out of his eyes, immediately fired, and then Disco Stu knows his place, aka not talking and just being a body on the stage. And we get a weird bit of Marge being just in, <sighs> impressed with Homer being a power-mad celebrity and thinking that now now that he's semi-famous, they can get uh, uh, the the pads that go under rugs which is a weird joke but okay sure it's just strange i guess it seems uh, in line with marsh being excited about getting double pane windows that will reduce our electricity bill by five percent 
That's true. She is excited about these things, but I don't think they install rugs without the padding underneath. Otherwise, rugs would be horrible. But maybe the Simpsons are really just that poor. And and now that Homer has a successful TV show, they can afford these things. Anyway, uh, Krusty, unfortunately, at this point, Homer is doing better in the ratings than Krusty's old show was. So things are not looking good for Krusty. I'm a shell with call a shell very good. You just done yourself a Dr. Bronze. Krusty, you know Diane Stu and Jeremy from the network? Hey, 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 hey. Krusty, we've got some bad news. We think you're super talented. Oh, God, you're canceling me! Krusty, Krusty, TV is a fickle business. You've had a good run, but Homer Simpson's a fresh face and... You're not doing this fast enough. You're fired, too. I'm... No! <laughs> so yes, this is the end of the act where Krusty and the guy who was hired, who was you know around to fire him, get fired because uh, one, Krusty's show is doing poor in the ratings, and the guy who was firing him was not doing it fast enough, so he gets immediately fired because that's how entertainment is. You one one second you're in, one second you're out. Uh, so obviously Krusty is upset by this, and with that we fade to black. I mean, go for, go to a commercial. <laughs> We we fade to star wipe to the next one. <laughs> we fade to, we fade to black. Uh, yeah, um, that's I don't okay okay. The television stuff is so. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, I don't okay okay. I'm trying. It just doesn't make any sense. Why? <laughs> it's so upsetting. So. We come back from commercial 14 minutes and 11 seconds in. Uh, not much has happened in the second act, uh, despite the fact seven minutes have passed us by. Uh, Homer is super famous enough to get autographs in out in restaurants. Uh, so Lisa encourages him to use his platform to talk about important things, not just random grousing about life and whatever he crap. They we don't really get much of a sampler of what he actually the show actually is. We get that like thirty seconds earlier, and then we get some jokes about replacing cast members, and then that's uh, what. Why do people like the show again? They just do uh, because they're 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 bitching about the things that the average people are frustrated with. Oh, okay, cool. He, he seems like the kind of talk show host you could have a beer with. Oh, oh, my favorite. So Lisa's trying like, hey, how, hey, Dad, be good, like, try and like preach good stuff on your show because everyone listens and you can make an impact on that. Uh, Homer does also hallucinate about going back in time and saving both Lincoln and JFK. With Lincoln's help. I mean, taking out Lee Harvey Oswald is not going to save JFK's life, Homer. That's right. Obviously, he was not the real shooter. The real shooter came from the grassy knoll. The grassy knoll, everyone knows. Uh, I, if my understanding of pop culture is correct, you need James Franco to help defeat the comedian to prevent this from happening. <laughs> oh, God, they did have that. That uh, isn't that terrible movie. Oh. Uh. Oh. Was it a movie or a series? That was in the movie. That was in the Watchmen remake. Oh. That was in, in fairness, it's implied by the comic book. Yeah, implied. That's a you, subtle. That's a word you could use to describe the comic. Implied it, or implode. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, make him stop. Uh, I can't. Don't ask me to control <laughs> this animal. Uh, so, <laughs> Krusty is 
trying to get a new show. Uh, and so he goes to the fine people of Fox. Look, since my own network dumped me, I thought maybe I could do a show on... Fox. Oh, I'm sorry, Krusty. People aren't interested in stars anymore. They want reality. Wait, Eddie. How about a show where girls think I'm a millionaire? But what they don't know is I'm rife with disease. Okay, okay. How about one where I move in with a poor family and laugh at them? <laughs> you see me? Okay, how about you televise my bar mitzvah? Live, please. You people are known for taking chances on crap. I, I always appreciate some good Fox bashing from this show. I feel like even in its worst years, it could know how to twist the knife for the for News Corp. Well, that's true. It's funny because all of their bashing of Fox and Fox isn't even really that bad. I, I mean, if they bashed Fox News more, it might be worthwhile. But yeah. no, Matt, you can't. You can't give this is. 2003, almost 2004, you can't be too mean to anyone. This is season 15 of The yeah. Simpsons. You're not allowed to be too... You just be a little bit mean. Not too mean, though. Don't, right. you, you can't be John Oliver and tweak <laughs> AT&T to the point where I can't believe he's still on the air. So, you can't <laughs> do any of that. So, we get... Um, we get Krusty pitching all the, these all new ideas, and then eventually says, Oh, you can televise my bar mitzvah. I guess Fox agrees to that. I don't know why. And we don't see them agreeing to that. We we just know what happens. He he persuades them with his pitch that they've put all kinds of other garbage on the air. So why not this? This why not? Sure. The, uh, like this is one of those things where you like maybe we could have like have scenes that set all this up in somewhere <laughs> in your in the show. Uh, show us these things occasionally. Homer gets political, uh, specifically about Venezuela. I don't know why that's the the hill he chooses uh, to die on, but sure. Uh, Homer preaches about the evils of Venezuela and their government and all the terrible things they're doing. I mean, as we have seen, Homer was correct. We just didn't know it back then. I, yeah, I guess so. Um, everyone hates it. Um... Because it's boring and terrible. Um, it turns out people don't like to be harangued about important things. Not, not really. So, as we have discovered with the Daily Show and the late night John, or last week tonight, you have to have jokes about the terrible things. So people can laugh while they <laughs> wait, cry. Wait, man, I only I watched uh, this episode of The Simpsons. What's you have to remind me? Jokes. What are those? Well, jokes are when something is funny and make you laugh. Obviously, the Simpsons forgot how those work for the most I, part, but there are other places out there that still understand that. I, that's overly mean. I'm this episode did make me laugh a couple times. I just wanted to poke them a little bit because uh, I, I was going to say maybe I'm overly sympathetic because there's a lot of of Jewish and Judaism related jokes here. But I I at least chuckled pretty thoroughly throughout this one. By the time they got to the Krusty story, whenever whenever Krusty was around, there was more hits than misses. When a crusty's when a crusty's not around, uh, it's pretty. Yeah, it's just a commentary on uh, stupid television shows and and power mad celebrities, and we're tired of those. And I and I would say that you could do something with that if you made it funnier and immense means something. Um, so we get crusty's bar mitzvah. 
all of a sudden. We don't get we don't get a scene where uh his where Krusty's dad says, What are you doing? Why are you trying we don't get him like like multiple scenes would make perfect sense where you're like Hey, Krusty's dad would probably step in at this point and say, "Hey, why aren't we having a traditional bar mitzvah in a temple?" And voice his displeasure, and then Krusty would maybe feel sad, but say, "No, I have to because the ratings of my show I are falling, and I don't want to get canceled." That would be the reason you would do it, or I got canceled. I need to have my show back. Uh, some, and then we have like drama between these two characters a good idea for a scene robbie i would have liked to have seen that emotional beat <laughs> i would maybe have that happen in your show uh so then we don't get that that doesn't happen we just go directly to the bar mitzvah uh where we get a bunch of crap happening live from springfield stadium it's crusty the clown's wet and wild bar mitzvah shalom springfield shalom i can't smear you shalom <laughs> Now to get you in the bar mitzvah mood, put your hands together for the Beach Boys experience. Now let's meet a man who's muscle-bound, and a man who's bound not to eat muscles, Mr. T and Krusty the Clown! T, I haven't seen you since we roasted Chevy Chase. Yeah, we were kind of rough on him. I felt bad for the guy. You pitied the fool? That's one way of putting it. Time for me to get into character. Let's grow! Baku et Adonai Humberat Fu. So I, I will come, jump in here and say that last bit is the one gag in this episode that I, I really don't like as a Jewish person. Uh, if only because that's what he says is the prayer you say before reading the Torah and then ends it with fool. And that's the one part of this that feels, oh. I guess, a little too disrespectful to me. I won't argue with Andrew. Uh, I, I don't... This, this is... <laughs> I don't know, this is fine. Like, for the most part, this feels fine. Like, it's okay. It's, you know, it's making the point of, like, of it, you know, it's supposed to feel a little bit of that, like, oh, Krusty is not taking this seriously, much like his father had worried. You know, it it would be a very good, it would be a good scene, like, you could ha- throw in these gags, but then also have more of crusty being conflicted about having this going on having more conflict conf- conflict with his father because you could complete that arc where he goes no actually and blah 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 have more <laughs> drama and actual story about crusty and all that but it's just like okay here's some gags uh some mr t's here uh there's the the, the line i believe the uh, the musical or the Broadway Lion King is mentioned. There's, you know, it's just a stage show. It's like a variety show, I guess. We don't really get really what the show is. Like, they just, because we don't see much of it. We get, like, a couple minutes. So, all right. Um, we go back to Homer's show, uh, where he's gotten even more political. And so now people are tuning out in droves. 
and it gets canceled right in the middle of filming or airing. I guess it's live, which doesn't make a bunch of sense, but sure, whatever. Don't who cares? I guess that's really what the writers did. They went, eh, who cares? Let's just end it now. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So Homer, this this subplot just drives me crazy. Uh, more I talk about it, the more frustrated I'm getting. It's canceled. Homer and the family go to get Sundays. <laughs> They're all going out for frosty chocolate milkshakes. Basically. But. <laughs> it, it completes Homer's arc. It, it, it's very subtle, but in that opening scene, if you listen closely and you play his bastardization of Johnny Cash backwards, it sings out, I'd really like a Sunday right about now. So, boom. Art completed. I Okay. Um, I appreciate your attempt at levity, Andrew. Um, they <laughs> <laughs> That's way better than laughter. <laughs> I'm not capable right now. It's just... It's whenever I'm in the thick of this, when I'm discussing it, it's when I'm, like, realizing, getting, like, oh my... It's really... It's nothing, because... Because then they just leave the episode and they're gone. And we didn't really, there's no arc. Like, Homer doesn't care if he's a television host or not. He's just like, he's sad. We don't know. Why is he sad? He was the host for how many, like, for what, a couple weeks? However many times it took Krusty to, to study for his bar mitzvah. It, I, I don't, I don't, like, why is this here? I mean, when you're 12, it takes a year, but he's presumably Krusty is a little more adept. I will, hmm, that's a good point. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know how long it would take Krusty, but we don't even get a timeline. That's the thing. It is never established like, oh yeah, this is how long things go on. We just know that a couple people get replaced on the talk show. But how long did that take? We don't know. We don't. There's no context for anything. Um, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't. doesn't matter. So the family's gone. They're out of the show. Out of this episode. They're weird. Which maybe just... Do that in the first act, have them go get ice cream, and then we just have a crusty show, and we have time to like do a crusty stuff. Rob, you can't have a show called The Simpsons and not have The Simpsons show up every three minutes. I mean, that'd be crazy. <laughs> I okay, I'm gonna. I don't know. I don't know because you and Matt, you talk about this. We talk about this a lot over the years, especially with newer episodes, post Golden Years episodes, and new episodes like literally that come out today season 31 Simpsons even where it feels very much like a lot of episodes that should feel like they should just be centered about a supporting cast member and not really concern the Simpsons at all routinely have the Simpsons pop up for no real reason. Is there really a person out there who, if they watch the Simpsons and let's, and like Homer or Bart don't show up every like three or four minutes, they get confused. I don't know about confused, but I assume pissed off. Like, what do you mean? Why are all these people in here? I came here for the Simpsons. God. But I don't, I don't think this person. I, I is... like how these viewers are also Napoleon Dynamite. I was going to say, I man. mean, they have that, that level of intelligence. I, I, <laughs> but the, I don't, that's the thing, man. I disagree that I don't think these people exist. Like, I feel like this is a creation. Like, I don't, if anyone is watching the Simpsons in season 31, I feel like they are the most dedicated a person. Like, I don't, Who's just like? Are there really like just casual viewers of The Simpsons? Who are like, oh, The Simpsons are on. I'll watch it. Oh, Homer's not around. Goodbye. I turn off the TV. Probably. I, feel, I mean, I, people are dumb. I I want to 
I, okay, I'm not going to say that I don't believe that those people exist. I want to believe that those people don't exist. I want to believe I want it in a better world, in a world where people have the attention span to deal with an episode that's just crusty or mostly crusty, like 70, 80 percent crusty. This episode is like 50 percent crusty and it struggles and it struggles, especially here at the end because of that fact. So we have uh, the show continue the bar mitzvah show. Lots of crazy stuff going on. Empty spectacle, etc., etc. Krusty sees his father in the stands and gets sad. And then we get the ending of the episode. Thank you, cast of the Lion King. And now, for our grand finale, the superstar of David, Mr. T. I pity the shoe that won't let Krusty in now. Spin me, clown. <laughs> I wish I had invested my money better. Krusty, the ratings were good. Raymond rerun good. Great. But there's one thing that's still nagging at me. I want a real bar mitzvah in a temple. Wonderful. I'm hungry. Are they married yet? They're not getting married. Then whose garter is this? I was trying to hit the dentist. And now, finally, I am a man. I pity the fool who didn't bring an envelope to this bar mitzvah. I'm glad Mr. T was there to remind us of proper etiquette, because I never would have known anything about an envelope. I, I will say that I do enjoy the I pity the shul gag. I think that's the best use of Mr. T in this episode. And this is also a good time for me to voice my conspiracy theory that the reason Mr. T is here is that both he and the Simpsons were spokespeople for 1-800-COLLECT around this time. And they wanted that sweet, sweet corporate synergy. I mean, people go a long ways for synergy, so you're probably right. I That's the end of the episode. Like, literally, that is what ends this episode is Mr. T doing a, a the, the joke and it it's very like there's a a lot of potential here and that's the thing that's really frustrating to me is the best parts of the episode is when Krusty's on on screen we've had previous episodes where Krusty struggles with his religion and his father and relationship with his father and here is a chance for them to come compound those issues bring them together and and tell a different story and like this ending wouldn't it just it just comes out of nowhere where you're just like okay oh, oh we're gonna have a real bar i'm like okay well can't wait can we slow down for one second can we have a little bit like we don't get a scene where where uh the rabbi says i'm he's like he, we don't get a scene where he's disappointed with crusty because he's not having a proper bar mitzvah we just have a brief shot of him looking sad that's what we get. We don't get a scene. We get a shot. And then we just get a, a scene where Krusty's like, oh, yeah, I guess I should have a real one. And then it happens. And then the family's there because we can't. Don't worry. This is still the Simpsons. They're still there. They get invited. That's right. I mean, they have to at least attend the bar mitzvah. I don't know why Patty and Selma are invited. No, no answers. Because Jasper didn't no want to come by himself. Oh, okay. I uh, all right. It's really it just it's so rushed, 
And I can't, I'm like, all you have to, it feels so simple to me. I don't know, maybe in the process where you're making the thing, it doesn't seem such as a simple solution. But to be fair, this is still a problem in the current Simpsons where we have multiple plots and you go, well, why can't we just focus on the one? And it, like, it starts here. Like, this is season 15. We're in season 31 now, still run by Al Jean. And they haven't changed it. They're still doing, like, hey, if we just focus on this one plot, we can make a really good episode. But instead, they throw in extra crap that is not nearly as good and not as important, doesn't really, doesn't really justify itself. And so we just get kind of one, like, potential good plot turns into like all right that's cool uh that had potential but i don't the ending just came out all of a sudden <sighs> i mean maybe i'm grading on a curve here it's it's season 15 and maybe i have the soft bigotry of lowered expectations here <laughs> but there there is a solid arc and i appreciate that crusty starts out as somebody who is suffering from spiritual malaise and can't quite pinpoint it. He focuses on the fact that he never really consecrated himself in his faith and chooses to do so, finds fulfillment, has a, a choice he has to make between the spectacle flash-filled life of the clown and his, living up to his father's fear that he's going to turn this very solemn and sacred ceremony into a giant laugh fest and a giant series of flash and, and fury. And in the end, he recognizes the difference between the two and, and decides to vindicate his faith in a meaningful way with his father's approval. Do you have to do a lot of the coloring inside the lines yourself because the, the episode doesn't develop it as much as it should? Absolutely. I would not question that for a second. But at the same time, the bones of it are there in a way that it, it's not typical in this era of the show. And I, I appreciate what it's trying to do and, and frankly what it does a lot of the way. I, I think the ending is miscalibrated in some ways, but ultimately sweet and well-intentioned. And that goes a long way for me. Matt, I feel like you're yes, more Robbie. I feel like you're more negative than both of us. I mean, my biggest problem is the ending, honestly. Uh, and the beginning and the ending. Beginnings are hard. Endings are hard. I get that. It's just. Like you guys have gone over, the ending is so abrupt. They could have cut that entire bathroom scene off the front part and had Krusty more time with Krusty coming to terms with how his father was right about what he would do about his bar mitzvah and and more time. You know, we could have had some time with him talking and realizing that yes, Krusty was happening and he has his bar mitzvah. And if we had just cut the entire family out of the actual bar mitzvah, or at least cut Patty and Selma out, because obviously the Simpson family is connected to Krusty, they might they probably would be in his bar mitzvah. That's fine. So you could have a stupid Homer joke. Sure, why not? But I don't know. It just – I actually really like the core concept of this episode. And hey, Robbie, we might as well go into this now. Is this episode broken? Because I don't know if it's broken, but it definitely feels like there was a really good core at this, and they just kind of screwed it up with their usual chicanery. Uh, yeah, I'm, I don't want to – I don't – here, I'll do it right now. Andrew, is there anything else you want to say before we jump into Is This Episode Broken? What's more to say? Okay. Uh, we'll rank this episode at the end of the show. I, I don't think this episode is broken, Matt. I don't think it is. I, it, 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 I don't think it is either. I think 
like I said, it could have been tweaked to be really good as my biggest problem. I guess the the closeness to actually being a really good episode is what makes me sad. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a big difference between the episode being broken and the episode leaving meat on the bone. And this is definitely the latter. Mm. Yep, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it's not it. This episode, because the crusty parts are enjoyable and have so much promise, and get it gets it's so close. If it's like all you had to do was cut off back that, like you could still have Homer if you really want Homer to be that TV host. You can. You just have less time with him. Like, you don't... Like, you can have literally the gag is like, Homer is the host, we never see him be a host, and then then he shows up, and they're like, well, what happened? Oh, they fired me, because I was terrible. Like, that's all it has to be. Like, you could still have the same plot, but you don't need to spend so much time with kind of just retread gags. Like, the crusty stuff is enjoyable. The crusty stuff has laughs. There are multiple moments in this episode that made me laugh, which is more than I could say about Fat and the Furious, uh, or or God, all these other terrible episodes we've done recently. What's why can't I remember? Uh, Regina Law monologues, My Mother the Carjacker, bleh. Um, it's my reviews. That's if you want the long and short of those my reviews for those episodes. This episode has those laughs. The crusty stuff has an arc. It makes sense. It's just. It could have been a solidly good episode. And I feel like they get so close. They're like on the brink of success and they're like, no, nah, instead, let's make something mediocre. And I don't get it. <sighs> don't want to know what happened. Some they stumbled. Indeed, they did. Um, Let's move on. Move on to our next segment. It's time for comments of the news group. OK, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comics News Group is where I look through the newhomers.net forums uh, right about the time episode debuts and see what people thought of the episode right when it came out. Pull some quotes, tell you guys thoughts and feelings. Um, It's mostly positive. Mostly, mostly generally uh, for 40, 44% give it a 4 out of 5. So that's majority. And then another 20, almost 26% give it a 5 out of 5. So that solid, like, 70% think this is a great or very good episode. Um, I guess it's slim pickings in season 15. Like like Andrew, you said, grading on a curve, maybe? I don't know. It's uh, I can see it as a bright spot, given what surrounds it. I, it's hard to tell because sometimes to, they, to give a backhanded compliment. Yeah, that's a lot of. Well, I mean, we're, I give a lot of backhanded compliments in season fifteen of The Simpsons. Um, some reviews. Uh, first one, five out of five. The best episode of season fifteen thus far. Had some great gags and plot that flowed smoothly. Nice pace throughout with good use of guest stars. Mister T still makes me laugh, and Jackie Mason's rabbi was terrific once more. Only joke that really bothered me was Lisa reading The Simpsons, A Complete Guide to Our Family book. I hate references like that. Other than that, a terrific episode. Rivals the quality of Mo Baby Blues, in my opinion. Judging by the few reviews I see so far, it could be in the minority. Yeah, we did not mention the meta reference where Lisa's reading the episode guide to The yeah, Simpsons. we wanted to keep it that way. I don't, you know. It's fine. That doesn't bother me, honestly. It's very minor. It's very, it's very quick. You know, it doesn't take up an entire episode. I don't. I don't really care. 
about that. Um, next, Mazel Tov, another winner from season 15. A very funny opening scene. Return of the Chalkboard Gag, yes. And I was rolling when Lisa looked up 2F18 in uh, the episode guide. I've got to watch this one again to get all the background signs of the Jewish part of Springfield. Krusty was handled very well in this episode, which is a good idea to begin with. And though I still haven't seen Like Father, Like Clown. What? 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 Wait a minute. Wait one Don't second. Don't ever watch this episode before you watch that. What? Jeez. Who is this person? <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh. Rabbi Krusty still worked for me. The subplot also went well with some nice lines from Lenny, Carl, Ralph, and Wiggum. Along with some hilarious TV industry satire and jabs at Fox. Both of Krusty's Bar Mitzvahs were great, and I don't mind Mr. T as much as I expected. He actually had some pretty good bits. Altogether, a hilarious Krusty episode with some nice religious humor and social satire. That's six winners in a row this season. Four to five. Six winners in a row. Ooh. Okay. Another triumph. <laughs> okay, sure. That's what I would call fat, fat the furriest. Ooh, a yeah. winner a winner a triumph finally this one was up and down a few failed gags i like the meta reference with the book nice to see they have a sense of humor but and can poke fun at themselves did anyone notice the product placement slim fast they didn't like the wolf castle anti-semi joke felt it diminished his character and they could have put some random german austrian accent a guy would have been more funny the crusty cocaine joke was good uh the grammy emmys I don't know what they're talking about. And I had a slight chuckle at the rule. Again, I don't know what this person is referring to because their grammar is very bad, but I thought it ended abruptly, but it maintained my attention three out of five. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, Wolf Castle's fine. He's not a real character. So like whatever diminished his character. He doesn't, has Wolf Castle ever had an episode about him? No, we've had one about his daughter and a couple where he kind of guest stars with Homer, but that's really about it. Like, who's who cares if he's like they make a Nazi joke about him? Whatever. I think people are mad. Like, oh, you're saying that Arnold Schwarzenegger is one? Like, no, this is Ringer Wolfcastle. He's a it's a catch-all Austrian. He's a catch-all German. He has a German accent. That's that's all the people know. People don't even know that Arnold. People know that Arnold Schwarzenegger is Austrian, Matt. That's not even. You can't even. I get if you ask most people, they, I don't know if they would be able to know that he's Austrian. That's a good point. Were you saying something, Andrew? I was going to say, to be fair, I don't love that gag, but it's literally one line. It's not a big deal. Yeah, it comes like that's the thing with this episode. There's like not all the jokes are perfect, but again, I don't mind that if there's a a, a requisite of good jokes to bounce them out. It's usually it's when those kind of jokes are the only jokes in the episode. That's when I'm like, uh, it starts, it starts wearing on me. Um, but yeah, most people liked it. Um, I guess that's fair. It's better. It's way better than fat and the furriest. Of course, it's hard. To oh be. God. Yes. <laughs> um, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite Patty and or Selma joke? Uh, lots of good answers. Appreciate everyone who takes the time to answer. Uh, first from Andy. Uh, from Selma, get whatever you want. It all tastes like styrofoam to me. Well, when I was a kid, we were playing with bottle rockets and one shot straight up my nose. Permanently lost my sense of taste and smell. I've feel like they haven't kept that in canon though i mean have we ever noticed any you think about her smelling anything or, i mean i feel like the, go ahead Andrew. i was gonna say one of the uh the bits that i considered is when 
Patty and Selma are smushed into Homer's armpits to keep them from blabbing about his debt. And I, I want to say, could be, I don't remember which sister it is, but one of them says, that's a stench I could have done without. Oh, that's a good point. Which one was it? I know. We have to get, I, I'll send a picture, but I forget which one I am. <laughs> Next from Lauren, uh, Marge. I'm sorry, Homer doesn't mean to be rude. He's just a very complicated man. Homer appears at the bedroom window, breaks a plate over his head. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Someone's answer. Uh, when are you going to wake up and smell your husband, Marge? Patty. Granted, you got some kids out of him, but when the seed of when the seeds have been planted, you throw away the envelope. <laughs> Oof. That's harsh. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Uh, from the the past couple seasons, you kind of when like Homer has been a complete monster for a lot large part of the show. Like you're like, oh, yeah, I get it. Uh, from Aaron, uh, how come no Chip and Dale's dancers come in and renew their licenses? They carpool. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, from Sarah, a very popular answer. Patty, there goes the last lingering thread of my heterosexuality, which turns out to be true. Yep. Uh, from Benjamin, oh, this looks like fun. A bitch. <laughs> A woman after my own heart. So much. That's so unfortunately. Much. Sorry, go ahead, Matt. What? No, what were you gonna say, Andrew? Uh, unfortunately, relatable. Yeah. Uh, from Jenny at Hippie Two Hundred. Uh, again, there goes the last lingering thread of my heterosexuality. As a gay person, I often use that line. Uh, from Brian at Brian J Field. It's like he disappeared into fat air. I do love the Patty and Selma laughter. It's just so it's, good. It's a good laugh impersonation. I can do the laughter. I cannot do their voice. It's just, it's too hard. I get, I that just d- destroy my voice box. Uh, from Vicky of Evola 13. Uh, Homer. Patty, Selma, I'm sorry. Selma, he's hugging us. What do we do? Patty, just close your eyes and think of MacGyver. Uh, Have we gotten to the episode where they kidnapped Richard Dean Anderson yet? Uh, we haven't, right? It's not for a few years, I don't think. Okay, good. I don't remember it, Matt, but there's probably episodes that we've covered that you would tell me did something happen like that. I'd be like, I'm not sure. Like, maybe? And I just, my brain might have, like, destroyed. I, the... I definitely remember it happening, but, you know. I would say my brain would have destroyed that information as as an act of self-preservation. You know, like, yeah, you like you literally could tell me that something happened in some of these episodes from, like, season 12. And I'd be like, oh, really? All right. I believe you. Uh, from uh, Abby at Energy Turtle. Uh, the episode of Murphy Brown where she sings Natural Woman to her newborn son made me cry. Selma recreating the scene with Jub Jub packs the same emotional punch while still being silly. The Simpsons at their best. Oh, Jub Jub. Uh, from Austin and Nitsua 2210. Uh, from Krusty Gets Busted, Patty finishing their eight carousel vacation slideshow. This is all the mail that awaited us upon our return. And this is Selma dropping off a vacation film to be developed. Thus concludes our Mexican Odyssey. Very thorough. Uh, from AR at Yes, It's Aaron. Uh, from Kate Fear, when someone is shocked to see Patty's hand go up about wanting to kill Selma. Uh, she's always leaving the toilet seat up. Uh, finally, Evil Starlight at Evil Starlight. Uh, Patty, ha ha ha. Selma, what's so funny? Patty, I was just thinking about the time Homer got his nose caught in the toaster. Selma, we'll watch the tape tonight. <laughs> that is one of the best jokes they've ever had, I swear. Uh, Matt, what's your answer? Uh, I love Patty and Selma and the humor around them, but it's gotta be her singing Natural Woman to Jub Jub. I just, 
I love when a show like this is able to take a character that shouldn't be uh, you, you shouldn't be empathetic towards and make them uh, whole. They get a three dimensional character. You can go, okay, this person obviously has some very bad qualities, but you still want to root for them, and and that is the point in there where I'm like, yes, that is exactly what I want. Andrew, what's your answer? As sweet as that is, I'm going to have to go with the Duff Gardens episode where Selma says, hey, anything this bad has to be educational. (laughs) I'm also going to go with Duff Gardens, but I am also going to use, hey, look, a bench. (laughs) I, that's literally, that's not even at theme parks anymore. That's just like, oh, I went to the mall or so. I mean, back when I used to go places and do things, uh, I would be like, hey, just like a bench. Isn't that great? And just sit down. Like, I I never understood that as a child when I watched The Simpsons. And now you do. Now I'm like, yep, absolutely. Give me that bench. This is my favorite ride at Disney World. B- the bench. I can just sit there. Especially someone will bring me ice cream. Then it's even better. The, that's the, the best ride in the whole world. I just sit on a bench and someone brings me ice cream. That's my favorite ride in Universal Studios, the, the Harry Potter land. Is Do you at least get butterbeer ice cream? I don't know. I don't get the butterbeer flavor. I get... No, no. The, the peanut butter and jelly is the best ice cream. Hands down. Mmm. Intriguing. It's... I, I'm like... I'm not... I'm not... And I'm also not joking. The ice cream is the best part about Harry Potter land. I'm like... I, whatever you... Diagon Alley. Ice cream. The ice cream in the ice cream store. I don't really care about any other crap. Ice cream. Um, Benches. Also, benches are good. Next week's question... What is your favorite Krusty quote? Ooh, that's going to be a tough one. I already know my answer. <laughs> Unless someone, someone could change my mind, but I'm pretty sure I already have my answer. Because it's the one I quote myself all the time and make my make myself laugh, so I don't care. Uh, but I will post this question, let's see, on our Twitter, which is at SimpsonsShowPod. You can email us at SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com. And you can also find this on our – I post a, a question up on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash the simpsons show you do not have to be a patron you don't have to be supporting us to have access to the question it's a public post next up matt it is time for the no google trivia challenge i am too smart i am too smart smrt i mean smart the no google trivia challenge where matt and i each challenge each other with three trivia questions one easy one medium and one hard and try and stump the other I have, let me, let me scroll down here. Let me look. I have a five point lead. Is this right, Matt? How can this be correct? I, I, I think I've just been going too easy on you. I'm, I'm worried this week. I, I'm pretty sure I got some good questions, but I don't know. No, this is, this is what happens, Matt. See, this is, we're five episodes in, right? Now six. This is technically the sixth episode of the season. Um, this, this is my fall. This is where it starts. This is usually right where it starts, where I like, I get a nice lead. I get a, I get, I jump out of the lead, and then I just can't keep the pace. I don't know what it is. Um, let's see, where's my question? Here somewhere. Your easy question, man. Are you ready? Ready. Uh, what catch? What catchphrase does Bart say that makes him famous? In Bart gets famous. I believe it is. I didn't do it. You're correct. All right. All of your questions are from Das Bus, that accursed episode that you seem to love. <laughs> I don't, I don't love Das Bus. I just don't hate it like you do. Oh, let's say Mo. I guess. <laughs> anyway, I guess that's your not, first question. That's not an answer, I suppose. All right. Uh huh. 
What animal actually ate the food from the cooler? A pig. Wild pig. Wild boar. It's a boar, but yeah, sure. I mean, what I... Wild boar. Okay, it's a boar. You don't need to be so insulting, Matt, calling me a boar. All right. I feel like I'm a life You of the are party. a boar, Bobby, obviously. Okay. All right. Words hurt, you know. <laughs> All right, Matt. Your medium question, which I'm not sure if I should reverse my medium and my hard question, but we'll see. I was, I, I was like, that was like, hmm, okay. What's the name of the monkey that Giuseppe, the street performer, sicks onto Homer in the past? Past. Yeah, there's a flashback where Homer is a one-man band. One-man band. This is how we tighten up, I believe it is. This is the music we tighten up to. Uh, It's not Go for the Face. I remember Go for the Face. (laughs) Uh, I I have no idea. Uh, I'm going to go with... uh, uh, It's not Mr. Teeny. It's going to be... Also Giuseppe. (laughs) I mean, you're... you're, mm. Uh, Andrew, do you have a, do you know, do you have it off the top of your head per chance? I believe it is Pepsi. I mean, Pepe. <laughs> it is Pepe. That is the correct answer. Oh, of course. It's so close. What a stupid name for a monkey. That's why I hate monkeys. I mean, I hate monkeys because I'm... <laughs> they're, they're named poorly? <laughs> I was going to say. That's your issue with monkeys? I, it's not their fault, well, my Matt. Many, many issues with monkeys. I would say my issues with the monkey are that they're da- like they're dangerous they and they shouldn't be pets but that too that'd be my answer all right what's my medium question then? your medium question what did millhouse actually eat when they accused him of eating everything oh god uh i only ate uh millhouse millhouse um i only ate like hmm i only ate like hmm he says like da 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 like i have the rhythm matt that's all i can get sometimes i just know the rhythm of how they talked but i can't remember the mm-hmm. words and the words are the, are the important. important thing um he ate so- something something in a baby ruth i want to say or a snickers like there's a candy bar and then something else but that's all i got I'm sorry, Robbie. It is two sandwiches and a bag of Doritos. That's a lot, Millhouse. It is for a kid. Like that's that is an entire meal plus some for me. That's not that's not cool, man. You, you gotta hey, eat. You gotta eat. Yeah, I guess. You know, we're, now we're McDonald. We are not sponsored by McDonald's. Um, no. we're not sponsored by McDonald's from 2004. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Do they have us? I don't watch commercials anymore. Your hard question, man. What kind of box does Homer think Bart has been transformed into? My boys are Bart. Oh, like what does Bart say that it is? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a uh, okay. No, I don't like this. Uh, it is a fourteen gauge, double corrugated, eight fold box. Double double corrugated, fourteen gauge, eight fold box. That's right. I was right. Is it really? I was right. Holy I, crap. I was like, I was, he says something, Gage. I'm pretty was, sure it's 14, but I, I have no idea. I should have reversed it. I should have, that should have been the mean question. I should have. I knew it. I knew it. I should just follow my gut. And you didn't get Pepe, but some, you didn't. You couldn't figure out Pepe, but you got a double uh-huh. corrugated eight full 14. Yes, that is the right answer, Matt. See, this is what I'm talking right. about. This is what I'm talking about. You monster. What's I one, am a monster. Are you ready for your hard question, Robbie? Yes. All right. 
What are the two biblical epics that Marge has already let the kids watch? <laughs> I don't. This is in Das Bus. This is in Das. This is the end. This is the, the first part when they are staying up late to watch. Uh, I believe it's the Ten Commandments. Uh, they cite precedent of. Oh, but mom, you already let us stay up to watch. Oh, I, like that's what I'm saying. I don't remember that being in this episode. Like I, you could you could be making this up, and I would not. I would not know. Um. I feel like there's a gag here somewhere, like, um, because one's probably not a biblical epic. That's my guess. Is like we got. I'm gonna say, were they both not biblical epics? I don't remember. Uh, feels like Ben Hur would be one of them, but I feel like that's too obvious. But I'm just gonna say it anyway. Ben Hur and Spartacus. I don't know. They. Uh, I'll let you know. They are. They are uh, unfortunately. Uh... Fictional. Uh, it is David versus Super Goliath and Suddenly Last Supper. Really? Yep. Andrew, do you remember this at all? I do, actually. Way to cite precedent, Lise. <laughs> it's a good line. I like that line a lot. Uh-huh. <sighs> Super Goliath? About 40 cubits. Exactly 40 cubits. What? Are you Are you guys quoting The Simpsons now? Is this really? Yes, we, we are. Are you sure? Okay. Andrew, did you bring questions? I did, Robbie, and oh. my questions are Judaism themed. Oh no! Uh oh, <laughs> that's not good. Matt's already in the lead. Let's let's <laughs> just give him the points. That's all. Like it doesn't matter. I don't even. Okay. No, no pre-existing Jewish knowledge is necessary. Oh, okay, good. Okay, good. That's that helps me a little bit. So, um, who, who who would like to go first? Start with Robbie go first. It's more uh, fun that way. What? No, I don't like this. I was about to say the opposite. I was about to say make Matt go first. <laughs> okay. I'll... And whoever no, I'll go first. Start with me. All right, Robbie, your easy question. In Homer versus Patty and Selma, Homer's first limo driving passenger is which Jewish comedy legend? Mel Brooks. That is correct. Matt, your easy question. In Homer's triple bypass... Homer tells a rabbi that he's rented what famous Jewish movie musical to prove his Hebrew-friendly bona fides? He's rented Fiddler on the Roof, but he hasn't watched it yet. <laughs> that is unfortunately correct. Robbie, your medium question. In Homer the Heretic, Krusty is collecting donations for the Brotherhood of Jewish Clowns. But according to him, where did that group's latest convention take place? Oh, it, it got hit by a tornado <laughs> i don't it was accurate i got hit by a tornado uh it was come on robbie you got this <laughs> you're not supposed to be cheering me on that uh it but i remember getting hit by a tornado uh where's tornado it's a there tornado were, place there giant shoes and floppy wigs everywhere <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> um i'm gonna guess it's like somewhere in the midwest i assume somewhere in tornado alley um um Omaha? Sorry, Robbie, you're gonna need to venture to Lubbock, Texas. Oh. I don't want to. I don't want to go to Lubbock. <laughs> Does anyone Few people do? I was I don't know, thanks. Can I can I pass on going to Lubbock? Well, I mean, how else will you be able to visit the natural meeting place of the Brotherhood of Jewish Clowns? I mean, I'm not a clown. I'm not Jewish. I don't think I should attend just to be a spectator. That seems kind of. I don't think Jewish clowns should be in Texas. Period. Honestly, I mean, <laughs> Austin, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio—they're totally fine, Matt. 
those places. Well, that's true. Uh, yeah, I'm, no, I can't. Oh, I mean, Lubbock. Good old Lubbock. Mm-hmm. All right, well, Matt, your medium question. In Lisa's substitute, what is Mr. Bergstrom's description for the, quote, few Jewish cowboys who existed in the Old West? Uh, they were big guys, great shots, and they spent money freely. That is correct. I, Matt, Andrew, what, I, yes. what, what are you doing? I knew that one. You can't ask me that one I know. I'm sorry, Robbie. Uh, you decided to, to go first. So I you didn't, got that I didn't other know. question. I, <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Cool. All right. Go ahead. Hard question. <laughs> All right. Your hard question. In A Star is Burns, what are the lyrics to the song sung by the rapping rabbis? <laughs> what? No, I don't know. No answer. No guess. You don't remember that? No. Oh, come I mean, on. I, I don't know what you guys expect from me, all right? <laughs> this is... You expect... Robbie, do you officially give up? Yeah, I don't know the answer to this. What are you talking don't about? eat pork, not even with the fork. Can't touch this. What? <laughs> are you that kidding me? Correct. Are you kidding me? absolutely correct. <laughs> What are you talking about? Are you, it's the Jewish uh, answer to the Benedictine monks. I don't know how you missed what it. What are you guys talking about? How on earth? What is your... This is prioritized in your brain? This is the information that you you hold? Is the rapping rabbis from A Star is Burns? Really? Of course, I mean, it's part of the golden years. So, unfortunately, I did forget how to drive, so... <laughs> <sighs> I'm sorry. Give Matt his hard question so he can get so he can even get a so just uh, just go ahead. Come on. <laughs> All right, Matt, your hard question at Robbie's request. In like father like clown, Bart visits a shop in Springfield's Jewish neighborhood called Yittles. What three types of products does Yittles offer, at least according to the shop's front window? Oh god. Uh I honestly have no idea. Robbie, do you remember? <laughs> Yeah, right. No, I don't remember that. You're out of your mind. The answer is practical jokes, magic tricks, and medical supplies. Medical supplies. This is a good gag. Fond memories. This is a good gag. Um, I he loves his work. I have... So, hey, you guys remember at the beginning of this segment... Not so <laughs> so long ago, I look back with my with my eyes squinty, staring into the horizon. Uh, when I had a five point lead, now I have a one point lead. So that's great, <sighs> Robbie. You, you yourself said it was inevitable. It just happened sooner than you thought. Just because I dread something happening doesn't mean I want it to happen. Oh well. Oh oh. <laughs> My name's Matt, and I'm good at trivia, and I always win. <sighs> Not always. I've almost always won. I tied once, and then I lost one time. That's it. I'm so good. I remember the name of Sergeant Fatso Jetson from from here to eternity. Or from here to eternity, obviously. <laughs> we can Except move the on. mystery, Robbie. <laughs> we can move on to our final segment. Segment we made every single episode. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of and I rank the episodes categorically as so we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. This is a tricky one. It is, because it's one of those that has one good part, one bad part, and could have been better if the bad part was excised entirely. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, I want, yeah, I'm trying to, like, I, okay, it's, okay, I think it's better, yeah, it's, it's better than those, I'll move past that, I don't even have to think about that, um, alright, is it better, Matt, than Doin' in the Wind? Doin' in the Wind, um, Homer and Hippies, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the crusty parts of this, but the Homer parts bring it so far down. Um, Doin' in the Wind is pretty dumb, but it's kind of a focus dumbness. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta split all these hairs, Matt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very important. Okay, well, don't, I'm, I'm not saying it's better than Doin', it's just a question. Below Doin' in the Wind is Bart the Genius. Season 1 episode. I mean, I think this just be by by virtue of it being newer, it's slightly better than Bart the Genius because Bart the Genius has some really rough parts, but it's it's really splitting hairs. I would argue here here. I'm looking at this list. I'm saying it's just below Bart the Genius. I would say Bart the Genius pulls it out. Bart the Genius is rough with season one, but I feel like there's just nothing there in Bart the Genius. Enough enough focus. Yeah. And but I do think it's just below Bart the Genius because below Bart the Genius right now is the old man and the sea student, which is a, actually pretty I think comparable to That's this true, episode yeah. where it has like a weird split thing going on and you don't know why and like home and Homer's there and you're like well what's why why is Homer here and you don't like I don't always need Homer please stop. The Simpsons, guys, I get it. The Simpsons is more than just the family. The Simpsons are all of the the town. When are we getting that Simpsons uh, spinoff where it's just about all the supporting characters? It'd be great. They're never going to make that ever. That's not going to happen. So, are you okay with that, Matt? Are you okay with uh, making it? I'm completely fine with that. Okay, Andrew, where 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 does this go for you? Where do you, what do you think? I would honestly put it a little bit lower. When I was looking at the list, I was thinking, <laughs> I know, I do this every time. I'm more apologetic for the episode, and I'm like, shoot it down to the bottom. Uh, so I, I guess I was anchoring it around Insane Clown Poppy as the, the other late season crusty episode. Uh, and I thought it, this was probably better than that. And I thought it was probably better than some Enchanted Evening, but maybe not quite as good as Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire. So I was going to sandwich it between those two season one episodes. Okay. I don't know. So it's in the two thirties, you know, not, not that far off. Not that far away. Yeah. It's not that big of a sense, but you are very, you know, Oh yeah, it's really good. I like it. I'm being soft on it. And then suddenly when we come to rank it, no, it's garbage. Tell me. That is how I talk on both. Tell tell Matt Graney to take it back. That's what you say. You told me that the other day. You said you said I have a personal vendetta against Matt Groening. I'm just tired of all the right wing messages that he inserts into the show. <laughs> Fair enough. But Matt, so I've yet to I've not yet to grab a clip for the 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 addendum segment to best episode ever, but is is Today I'm a Clown a part of the canon? You know, oh. honestly I would say it's at least worth being included just just for the crusty bit the homer stuff we can leave but i i like the idea of crusty uh you know and not having had a bar mitzvah and you know wanting to correct that i I think it's a good part of the character and for that alone i think i would say yes 
I agree with you wholeheartedly. Absolutely happened. Absolutely part of the canon. Uh, maybe they'll forget. Who knows if they actually remember this whenever they talk about Krusty in future episodes. But I do agree. This is part of the canon. I think it's valuable. Um, the other half of this bargain, we go to the top of the list. We have Bart Sells his Soul. Is that part of the canon? Uh, obviously, yes. I mean, that is a wonderful episode that, that completely explains uh, basically where Bart comes from and and the interesting dichotomy between Bart being a bad kid but still having a good heart. I agree with you, Matt. I don't think there's any argument there. Bart tells his soul is great. There won't be many arguments for a lot of these episodes near the top. It's when we get start getting to like you know, you know, further down this list when we probably when we get to like a <laughs> to um. Uh, well, I can't remember the name of the episode was uh, Sergeant Sergeant Skinner. Um, Armin Tamsarian. Why can't I remember? Sweet Seymour oh, Skinner's badass song. No, no. Armin, Tam, Armin, no, Ta- Ar- was, um... Armin Tamsarian. Um... Oh, it's the first episode of season nine. What am I scrolling to? Uh, like, principal and the Popper. Principal of the Popper. Like... It's probably when we get near there is when we start going. Mm, I don't know. Mm, hard to say. What about when you get to the spin-off showcase? Mm, good point. That's a good point, Andrew. We're going to have to have a long discussion about the spin-off showcase and if it's canon or not. I need to I need to fix all I need to fix this list. There's a bunch of problems with it. We need to I need to just take a day and take an entire day and just fill in all the blanks and weird extra errors that we've inserted over the years. Um that's a new number 226 on this. I think it's even higher than that. Even lower than that, because I, I changed to 227. Today I'm a clown. Below, Bart the Genius, right above Old Man and C Student. First place is Homer's Enemy. Last place is a number 300, Matt. We got to 300. Oh, snap. Strong arms of the mall. Uh, poof. Talking about, you know, at least it's not that. Uh, we, we Our next episode is Tis the 15th Season. The hell? A Christmas episode, I'm assuming. <laughs> Matt's Matt's response. What the hell? You're you're that's that's your crusty quote, Matt. You're what the hell is that? <laughs> that's yeah. It's yeah. A, go ahead. I Andrew. feel like the tone was oregano. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Oregano. The hell is that? Um, Some of these episodes must be doubles. <laughs> you got me with that one, Andrew. Uh yes. Oh. Spends the tree money on a personalized talking astrolet. Homer that? steals Christmas. Ugh. <laughs> Matt's, <sighs> Matt's already disgusted. We haven't even watched the show yet, episode yet, and Matt's disgusted. So that's good. I'm sure it'll be great. I don't remember it at all. Mm-hmm. This is a good episode, Andrew. No. Okay. Sorry. Good. Great. Cool. Nope, definitely can't, not. Can't wait for it next week. Hope you guys watch along with us. This really great episode. I'm sure it'll be good. Uh, even though both Matt and Andrew are pre-disgusted. <laughs> They're not even. That happens a lot. What I have to do is mention a episode title in season 15. You're like, oh yeah. I wouldn't say pre-disgusted. It's it's not good. It has one really good sign gag, so look out for that. <laughs> oh, great. I'm really excited for that. I get one good sign gag, 22 minutes. One good sign <laughs> gag, so that's cool. Uh, we'll talk about that next time. Thanks. Uh, well, we'll thank, thank, I'm, I don't know why I'm saying thanks. 
we're not there yet. Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. That will be next week. Uh, you can find everything at our website, thesimpsonshow.com. This list links to our Twitter, to our RSS feed, to our Patreon. If you want to help out the show and help us pay for hosting, we'd really appreciate it. We thank all our supporters on there. They're the best people in the whole entire world. Um, before we go, you can find me on Twitter at Robbie Dorman, and my website is RobbieDorman.com, which includes links to my other podcasts and places to buy my novels, my newest novel, The Split Circle, uh, the story of an ex- exiled American forced to investigate a soccer death cult in Eastern European in, in a small Eastern European town is available on there, and you can read it for free with Kindle Unlimited. Andrew, where can they find you and all the stuff you do online? Well, first off, thank you guys for having me once again to indulge in my usual Michigas here. Uh, but folks can find me at my website, which has links to all of my writing from all across the web. It's theandrewblog.net. You can also find me as part of Consequence of Sound's film and TV sections. And also on the spool.net, where they are donating this month's revenue to the Chicago Bail Fund. Uh, and you can also find me on Twitter at the Andrew blog. So thank you for having me on as your uh, Hebraic correspondent. I hope I could... Uh, instill a little bit of Semitic insight here. <laughs> I think so. You, you give us... I think we're the only show in history that's not the Daily Show to have a Hebraic correspondent. <laughs> Yet, Matt. Yet. 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 All right. There's still time. So lots of. Well, maybe. I mean, I'm not necessarily going to speak to the future of humanity, but I'll still say yet. Uh, Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. That's true. Uh, this week, especially, uh, probably last week as well. Uh, you don't need to hear from me. You should. You should go talk to people who uh, have more influence on the world. Uh, you know, yeah. You, you don't need to talk to to more. Uh, you know, white guys. Go go talk to somebody who has uh, more to say about the wonderful world that we live in. <laughs> the wonderful. <laughs> that was sarcasm. Matt's, Matt's dancing between the raindrops there with his little outro. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And keep watching the Sibs.